This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Are you ready to fully commit yourself to Satan? Yes! Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. And I'm Trevor. And we are the Boo Crew with a special wrap-up episode for the year that was 2019. That's right. Yeah. So joining us in the Speakeasy studio are two of our most favorite people in the genre, as well as past guests on this very show. Filmmaker, producer, and director who had an insane 2019 with the release of Into the Dark, All That We Destroy for Hulu, and her debut feature, the critically acclaimed Satanic Panic that has made it onto countless best of 2019 lists, the visionary talent, Chelsea Stardust. Yeah! Yeah! Thank Hail you. Satan. Hail Satan. I'm blushing so hard. Thank you for that wonderful intro. So happy hey, to be here. No problem. It's awesome to have you again. And you know this writer, producer, director, and editor from his 1996 debut and cult classic Killers, The Convent, Grave Dancers, Big Ass Spider, and Don't Kill It, just to name a few. Emmy nominated and multiple award winning horror icon Mike Mendez. I yeah. love the intro too. Jeez, now I'm blushing. Okay, now how it feels. Wow. You guys rock. Just going off the top, you had a big event happen this year where one of the films I just mentioned, Killers actually became available to stream well, this, on Amazon. This was a wonderful thing. And it's, it's these little things that, that like, you know, no one thinks about, or I certainly didn't think about, is that especially stuff shot on 35 millimeter back in the day, it deteriorates and it gets lost. And so what was really kind of special about the movie getting, you know, uh, finding a home on like streaming on something like Amazon is that for a long time, the movie was out of print and, and both of my first two movies, The Convent and Killers, like you couldn't really find them. And so it was kind of crazy, like going through this whole journey that at first you could only get my movies on VHS, like uh, at conventions, like bootleg versions. Bootlegs. Yeah. And, and I would sign them because I thought that was punk rock and cool. And it was because it was before, before you could illegally download them. Right. So I thought like it was awesome that people would share your work and be selling them at conventions and I'd always sign them and encourage it. And so, you know, so then it was only released on, on uh, VHS, the first movie and uh, convent on, on DVD. And then they disappear. And then miraculously somehow eventually a, over a lot of kind of legal loopholes or whatever, they get rescanned and now they're 4K and streaming on Amazon and, you know, and, and uh, come into Blu-ray uh, next year in 2020. So that's amazing. That's incredible. That's, awesome. yeah. 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 So that's great. Oh, I'm so stoked. One of the best things I saw this year was, I think, Lauren, you screenshotted Right, that photo of uh, all of Mike's movies in one place. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is a weird thing. So I think like Amazon is just sort of like what catches what everyone else drops. I think so. So, <laughs> so movies kind of. And I, I learned something that I didn't even know. I think this has changed though. Apparently, you can upload your own movie to Amazon Prime. Apparently, apparently there was a thing. Oh for a wow! While. Yeah, there was like one cut of the dead before it got on Shutter. Someone uploaded on Amazon Prime, and people were like, "Hey, you can find it on Amazon Prime." And the producers were like. What? No, we don't have a deal with them. And, and you could do that. At least that's what somebody told me. Maybe they're wrong. I don't know. But that's that's what I heard. Anyway, that's so. amazing. So you can just upload whatever you want. You yes, don't necessarily have to have the rights to it. You can just exactly. Like but that's not what happened with my okay, films. Okay, uh, I, uh, I think the thing is that mine were on uh, either Shutter or Netflix or whatever, and over time they expire, and I think they just sort of kind of land on Amazon. So one day I just realized that that like everything I've ever worked on uh, as a director is on. Uh, 
is on Amazon Prime. So that was kind of weird. You just have a Mendez. You can have a Mendez fast. Yeah, totally. And then Chelsea, there was a couple things. I mean, since the last time that you were in here, we hadn't seen Satanic Panic. It wasn't released yet. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Yeah. So we finally got to see it and we're seriously blown the fuck away. We watched it all together. We had a screening here. Yeah. Awesome. So we got to see it all together. And like, I I shit you not, and not just, it's not like the MTV Movie Awards because you're here. It's on on our (laughs) list of favorites. It literally is on our list of favorites. All of this. It it seriously blew us away. And there was a couple things that I wanted to ask you about. And I think we might have talked about it in person before, but I wanted to capture it here about this movie. And if you haven't seen it, you have to see <laughs> Satanic Panic. Uh, there is a scene in the movie where Haley is writing madly all over Ruby's body and they're trying to stop the, the curse from happening. Right. right? Yeah. And I had asked you, and I forget your answer, so I'm glad I have you here, but the significance of writing all those symbols, did those symbols actually mean something? Was there rhyme or reason to what she was writing all over Ruby? Yes. Yes. I like researched a bunch of Enochian writing, so like the sort of angels speak. And with the makeup artists, we sort of figured out a phrase that is sort of like a protection spell for Ruby. The symbol on her means in power exalted. That's what the symbol means. That's what's being written all over to protect her. Wow. So it's just that one, is it one symbol that's written over and over and over again? It's a collection of symbols that mean that. So it's like, I think it's four or five in a row. And that's what that means. So they're actual real symbols. The problem is, is because we were going so fast, unless you're looking very closely, can you recognize them? But Haley had to learn how to write it. And the writing is like very specific. I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, there, she's just scribbling on her, but she's actually writing real symbols on her. That <laughs> means something. She work into learning that. <laughs> yeah. that- yeah. Wow. And, and also like figuring that whole thing out because we were like, do we do temporary tattoos? Like we were trying to figure out the best way to write on her body. And what do you use to write on someone's body that will wipe off if you need to do the take again? And we ended up using dry erase markers. Interesting. Because they wipe off like really quickly on the skin. Yeah. Yeah. And so we did it. We were doing just a bunch of tests and I said it needs to be non-toxic and this, that and the other. And then they just tried dry erase markers. And I was like, oh, thank God there's something that exists. Like, (laughs) and we don't have to use, you know, eyeliner or whatever. And so that's what we ended up having going through tons and tons of dry erase markers. (laughs) It's all fun and games until somebody uses a Sharpie. (laughs) Right, right, right. right. So is that just one one take for that? Any scenes where she was written on? Yeah, I I think we did. So we shot it in pieces and we actually had had two cameras that day because we had very little time to shoot that entire sequence. Right, right. So we had two cameras going in this teeny tiny kitchen that's covered in candles. So it was really hot because all those candles are on. And I I don't think people realize that when you have a room that's lit with candles, it's hot as balls. So um, (laughs) so we were shooting it and basically just working our way up her body as we were shooting. And I don't even know if we removed any writing. I don't even think we did. I think it was basically like one whole take but sort of in pieces so yeah it was intense that was an intense day (laughs) oh my god just a weird coincidence but the painting that's that's hanging behind lauren and i here that is uh an actual event queen elizabeth 
had a personal occultist, and that's him there, John D. And John D. Exactly, yes, that is crazy. That's a great story. That's John awesome. Smith and his Enochian, yeah, because the guy he hired a con man basically. He was like, Yeah, I speak to angels, man. I right, totally right, do. Right. I, yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry. That's so funny that you, a lot of people don't know his stories. That's funny that you, uh, yeah, that you know the story. That's I try awesome. to keep up with the occultist. <laughs> <laughs> I do my part. <laughs> and I wanted to ask another question about satanic panic. Did you keep Whitney Moore's Kildo. Oh, I wish. <laughs> oh, man. I wish we would have kept that. Um, that's in the Fangoria prop warehouse. And wow. all the masks and all the busts of the heads and all that stuff. They right. have all did that. Did you get yeah. anything? I mean, did you keep anything? I didn't get anything. No. <laughs> a very cool movie, no. at least. You know, Maybe but, they'll send me a mask. One yeah. of the masks at the, uh, in the orgy scene. Not, not even the pizza box or anything. No, pizza box. <laughs> Another thing that we had talked about at that time, and we didn't disclose it, we were asking about, what was it? Your episode of Into the Dark, we were asking about if you submerged yourself in the goo to, as, as a sign of solidarity. <laughs> I don't think you did, I but did you it. said you did do something as a sign of solidarity in Satanic Panic, but you couldn't tell us yet. So now that the movie's out, what was it that you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so Ruby Modine has to put worms in her mouth and mm. throw them up. I put worms in my mouth. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Hardcore. Damn. But hers were in Oreo cookies and Hershey's syrup and all this stuff. Like, that's what the black gunk that she throws up yeah. is with yeah. worms. I just put a like naked worm in my mouth. Just oh, put it in there. Like, and they're, like mealworms? Uh, no, they're earthworms. They're okay. huge, oh, like geez. night crawlers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and, how'd you enjoy that? Uh, you know what? They're... <laughs> I don't think people like you look at a worm and you think it's like slimy, uh-huh. except they feel like sandpaper because oh. they they're textured so they can work through the dirt. And um, it felt like I had uh, a cat's tongue in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> yeah, squirming around. And then I promptly spit it out because I didn't want to kill the worm. Um, oh, very nice. Yeah. But she, uh, yeah, yeah. So she had this whole thing. I think we did that in two takes of her puking them up. And I told, I warned her and Haley, because there's a lot of stuff in people's mouths in this movie, uh-huh. that I was like, you might throw up. Like, you might puke. So just prepare yourself for, for that that might happen. And it's okay if that happens. It's cool solidarity to do that with your actor. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, if yeah. I can do it, you can do it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and then Wolfman of Mars, the soundtrack is out and everyone can buy it now, which is also an incredible uh, soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. If you're a fan of like 80s synth, you know, John Carpenter-esque music, horror movie music this is the jam I was really happy with that score and working with them and they were they're located in Boston so we were doing everything remotely like I haven't mm. met Wolfman of Mars oh are you serious yeah. wow yeah. they weren't able to attend the screening or anything that no. you had here either wow it, it all just happened like so and they were just working 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 right I think they went to one of the screenings that we had on the east coast okay maybe I don't know if they were able to I'm actually not sure if they were able to go but yeah I haven't met them yet but it just shows like, you know, the power of the digital age being yeah. able to do stuff remotely. So and just giving notes. And I was scoring both movies at once. So I was working with Umberto on All That We Destroy while working with Wolfman of Mars on Satanic Panic. Oh, wow. Cool. It was insane. I never want to be po- like, do well, no, I, I'd gladly do post on two movies again. Let's be real. Sure, yeah. But sure. it was intense. It was intense. But they were wonderful to work with. Epic 2019s right there. Well, we'll start off with everybody's kind of, I don't know, list. And you know, we don't have to do it in any sort of particular order. Highlight five or so that you really enjoyed this year. There was a, a freaking million horror films this year. I don't know if there's like more horror films released this year than in past. Did you guys get a sense of that? Uh, there's just good stuff at least. Yeah. You know? It was definitely a strong year for horror. I like yeah. couldn't keep up. Yeah. There was so much good stuff. I'm still behind. Yeah, still yeah. behind. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And I also feel like streaming services like Shudder really grew this year. Yeah. Yes. They expanded their catalog and a lot of original programming. So it seemed to be I just mean, some more... of my favorite things were on Shudder. You know, yeah. that's the only place to find them. So, you know, I, yeah, I think there was just, you know, between the independent scene, theatrical, Shudder, Netflix, I have like a little bit of from everything. Leo, we'll start with you. Some of your favorite films for this year. Man, it's a tough one. It's like I have so many honorable mentions, you know, starting with yeah. like Escape Room. That was the first one of the year, right? That came out in January. Yeah. yeah. That was a fun movie. I don't know what to expect. It was, it was a fun ride. We all went as a group, had a good time. Adam uh, Robitaille, right? Yes, who did yeah. the taking of Deborah Logan, which yes. we, we hadn't seen at that time. And we went and watched that after we saw Escape Room. Yeah, cool Holy movie. fuck. Yeah, yeah good damn. stuff. That ending is amazing. Like, yeah. there was some parts near the beginning where I was like, Lauren, like, I had to watch it before her. I was like, Lauren, it's actually hard to look at. What yeah. you're about to see is hard to look at. There's yeah. some scenes just in the dark with the, the mom just standing by the window or something like that. And it's terrifying. But yeah, sequel coming out this year too in 2020. Oh, right? wow. What yeah, the Escape Room. Yeah, they're filming it now. Nice, yeah. nice. I also enjoyed Happy Death Day to You. It was a little different than the first one. It just went more a sci-fi route, but still a lot of fun to see where you could take it. We told us we had an idea for the third one, so we're not sure if that's ever going to happen. We hope so. Also, in my top favorites of the year, I have Annabelle Comes Home. That one was a lot of fun. Once again, expanding on the Conjuring universe. Mm-hmm. Gary Doberman, right? This yep. is his first yeah. movie directing, actually. Yep. He writes a lot of the... He writes uh, a lot of them, yeah. He yeah, he wrote, wrote it. it. Yeah. He also wrote... He's on a roll. I mean, he wrote... Uh, Cause, you Conjuring... Know, uh, they didn't do the, the Conjuring movies, but he did uh, pretty much anything else. Uh, yeah. The Nun. The Nun. Like, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Know, the spin-offs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the spin-offs. spin-offs yeah. Yeah. That was PG-13, right? Yeah, we used yeah. that recently as a gateway horror film for, yeah. for our, our eldest daughter. Yeah. I like yeah. that one. I think I like Annabelle Creation a little bit more, but I think it was a fun ride. It was a good time, that film. That was probably the scariest movie she's seen yet. Oh, that her daughter? Yeah. yeah. And now she's obsessed with Annabelle. She like uh. has Annabelle socks and she was Annabelle for Halloween. Well, it's cool. It's like That's the awesome. heroes of the movie are a group of kids. Yeah. yeah. It's a very right. like 80s-esque kind of way of looking at it. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like Goosebumps meets like Night at the Museum. Night at the Museum. Yeah. 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 Which is great. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Annabelle Creation, that gave me nightmares, man. Oh, yeah. did it really? Yeah. yeah. Like for two nights in a row. It, especially, it was that scene where you see Miranda Otto. Right. She's like crucified to the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. I think the, the first yeah. one is terrible. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then the second one is actually like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. And, the, and then they, they've kept a, a good pace with yep. them, I think. You yeah. Know, that piece with the coins in Annabelle comes oh, home was yeah, so good. Yeah, totally. I loved that. <laughs> now a life-size prop that I hope you will own next time I'm here. So. <laughs> I saw that today. The Scary Closet posted that exactly, today. Yes. I was wondering what was up with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I also, I mean, we already discussed a little bit about it, but it's Satanic Panic. Yeah. Yay! It's, it's oh. one of my favorites of the year. We had a blast. We had an absolute blast. It's funny because Ch- uh, Chelsea, you were here and you were like, I can't tell you. And I'm I like, <laughs> shit. I'm like, what's this movie about? And we, I mean, we just we just loved it. Thank you. Nothing feels as good as seeing that movie on people's top favorite horror films of 2019. <laughs> like it, no, it makes me feel so good. And I'm so happy when I see that, that people loved the movie and connected with it. And that makes me really, and I wanted people to have fun. That was a whole goal of that movie. As I said, I want people to watch this oh, and yeah. forget about their troubles and just have fun and really just enjoy the ride. So I'm well, so glad. What, what was the best night uh, of all of it, of like all the premieres and stuff like that? Because oh, oh, the premiere yeah. was amazing. Just, I, just, like, you know, you were surrounded by everyone you love and everyone was there to support you. I mean, that was pretty. Yeah. The world premiere was in New Orleans and like my parents came and my partner came and a lot of, a lot of the cast was there. But the L.A. premiere, which was at the end of August, was 
the greatest experience yeah, of my life. Like that they, was pretty sweet. We almost sold out the Egyptian, which is like 700 seats. Yeah, that's great. And the whole cast was there. And when I got on stage, there was this ovation yep. basically that lasted like two minutes. <laughs> We're very proud and of it. And I started yeah. to cry. And I was like, oh God, hold it in. You paid so much money for your hair and makeup. Just hold it together. You never get your makeup done. Like, keep it together. That was an incredible night. And I, I couldn't have asked for a better crowd. And everyone just like was laughing and having fun. So that was probably the most yeah. That was a good moment. Night, I yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and I felt so loved. Like I felt, and so many people in the audience knew how long it took for me to get a movie made, and then to have two release in a year it was like an embarrassment of riches. But right. I'll take it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got one of my favorite scenes: the, the Jerry O'Connell heart. Uh, yes. Yeah, man. Yes. That's brutal. The camera does not shy away <laughs> right. from that, which I no. love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I also enjoyed Crawl this year. We had uh, Alexander yeah. Raj on yes. the show, and very uh, fun. I'm a phobia. I tell these guys of stuff that crawls in the ocean that you can't see murky waters oh me too it's like you know alligator whatever is you know eels it's like you know so watching that movie man it really got to me i was like it was, it was tense i was at the edge of my seat very well directed uh maxime alexander did all the dp work on that i mean it looked impressive cg alligator versus real i mean puppet whatever it was it's like i sometimes i couldn't tell yeah i can no, mostly they, they cg look, that was great they they really good, awesome you know? job yeah. that, that's one of those movies that like you know you enjoy a film for hopefully the story it tells and what they're going through but it's right. one of those ones that you take a step back and, and just really appreciate the technical aspect yeah. of it because it's just most of that was shot in bulgaria yeah on a sound stage yeah. i think it's bulgaria is that, that or serbia i forget but anyway but it was all on a sound stage you know they, they built a, a, a residential block flooded it with water Everything about it, I was just watching it going like, this seems like such a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, the set probably keeps falling apart from all the water. Everything's yeah, deteriorating totally. constantly. You're underwater all the time. It's so time consuming, yeah. all that stuff. That in 1917, I don't know those people mentioned those two movies uh, together frequently, <laughs> but uh, McCrawl in 1917 were the movies that kind of blew me away from a technical standpoint. You know, yeah, so. I mean, it's, and it's uh, the continuity of the rising waters. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I can't, I mean, it's just, an, I, it's just gotta be a nightmare to, you know, to shoot that thing. But man, they pulled it off. It was, it was a fun ride, definitely. And uh, moving along, ready or not, yes, we had uh, Samara Weaving and Adam Brody on the show, and that was a fun movie, man. I feel shitty that I've that I haven't seen four of your movies, and I feel really bad about that. <laughs> no, no, don't. That's exciting for you now. That's yeah. that's another they're, thing they're you get to do, right? To watch, but I haven't seen Ready or Not, and I feel horrible because well, I know it's on everybody's list. Ready or Not makes a great double feature with Satanic Panic. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's in the same family. It does. Yes, yes. And it's funny because we we made a comment that that was the this is was the year of Satanic Panic yeah. here because we the had year of Satan. We had Amigo yes. the Devil perform on the show. Right. And we had Twin Temple. Twin Temple. Twin Temple. My favorite. Yeah, we had Chelsea's movie, <laughs> Ready or Not. And I was like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, that movie was, a, man, it was amazing. Once again, going in, not sure what to expect. And the movie takes twists and turns. Loved the cast. I don't want to spoil it for Mike because Mike's got to see this. I movie. know. Yeah, I know. No I've, I've been meaning to do it, and I, I felt bad. I should have watched it this weekend. I ended up watching Paddington, which is adorable. Oh, <laughs> I never seen. That it. is a good movie. It was one of those like, oh, HBO's got Paddington too. <laughs> Shit, I haven't seen Paddington. So that's a good should, one. Should have seen yeah. Ready or Not. My top one, my favorite of the year, is one that nobody saw. Like, I seriously like. What the hell, people? You guys claim you're all Shining fans, and you oh. did not go see Doctor Sleep. Well, I mean, a lot of I people saw, saw it. Sleep. I saw Doctor Sleep. It's on <laughs> yeah. my list. I'll talk about it when it's yeah. my turn. It's on my list. Yeah. I mean, us horror fans here, you know, we all saw it, but it's like- Oh, uh, the vast uh, majority you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. The uh, box uh, office right, numbers? Right, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Which is, yeah, which is uh, kind of a weird thing. So weird. They should have released it in October. 
Nothing came out in October. They yeah. should have yeah. released that. <laughs> I, I, I'm sad to say that I, I think, and I, I could, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I feel you had to like bat people over the head with it and go, The Shining 2. Yeah. Dr. Right. Sleep yeah. Yeah. to make people go because yeah. it just didn't seem to, to, no one seemed to, or, or people just don't connect with The Shining anymore, right. which is entirely possible too, but. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I mean, it seems like you go to all the cons and people are cosplaying the shining characters right. or talking about it. But again, talk- those are cons. So you're dealing with like an elevated yeah. fan. Yeah. Whereas it's trying to get that mainstream audience to care. Right. And right. I don't. Yeah, maybe it's. Yeah, I don't know. But talking to non genre fans who just are, are they're afraid of horror, but they like the thriller stuff. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I love the shining. Well, did you see it? No. Never right. heard of it. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah. you're going to make in this movie. And it's like, you know, it's got a great cast. That was a well-directed movie, well-acted, great story. I could see how they can expand the Stephen King universe going forward if they're able to, you know, and they, you know, that they have some great stuff they could pull out of that. All right, moving along. Before I do my like top five, I'm going to give a, a shout out to a couple that maybe people haven't seen yet. Of course. Yes. Um, during Beyond Fest, I saw Memory, The Origins of Alien that Alexander oh. Philippe did, which is basically sort of a, a documentary on Alien. It was awesome. So I highly recommend it. I think it's available now on VOD. And I loved that. I was a huge fan of 7852, his psycho doc. Yeah. Also, Knife Plus Heart or Knife and Heart, which is sort of a giallo-esque horror film that's on i think it's on shutter right now loved that and also when i was doing the festival run i saw knives and skin yes yeah Jennifer we had her on here on the show yes yeah she's great i really loved that movie i kept thinking about it and i was like it reminded me so much twin peaks and heathers and you know a bunch of other movies i love and then also villains is the other one which is alexander skarsgård and michael monroe and kira sedgwick and it's a horror comedy. And I also saw that when I was on that doing the festival circuit. But I, it was really great to see Bill Skarsgård do something that wasn't Pennywise. Like, Pennywise, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember or, I think it was released. Or Rock or, you know. Yeah. Like right after It too, or yeah. something. Like Villains yeah. came out and then Mike and Monroe, of course, from It Follows. From It Follows, yes. yeah. yeah. Anyways, those are some I just wanted to throw out there. Yeah. But my top five, Dr. Sleep. Yes. Absolutely. I love the book. I... Yeah. Love The Shining. And I think Mike Flanagan had such a tough task of, okay, how do I make an adaptation of this book, but also a sequel to the movie right. of The Shining? And man, like, I did not expect to have such an emotional reaction to it that I did. And I think that task was just so difficult. And I think he really nailed it. And not to give too many spoilers away, but being able to recreate yeah. those scenes yeah. yes, and yeah. Alex Esso's performance yes. and Jocelyn Donahue's. There's a scene with the baseball boy. That scene and also Abra like reacting to it was so incredible yeah. and destroyed me. Like I, if an animal gets killed on screen, I lose my fucking mind. But a <laughs> yeah. kid, I was like, oh, whatever. But that <laughs> yeah. was the first time I've ever reacted to harm being done to a child in a movie, like to have such a serious reaction to it. And it's just what a treat as a director to get to, you know, sort of recreate those scenes. Yeah, like right. how fun. So yeah, so that would be my number five. Number four, I get a little loosey-goosey with what's defined as like a horror movie, so bear with me. <laughs> I loved Lords of Chaos. Oh, I, metal movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. about um, Mayhem yeah. and Euronymous and Varg. I loved that movie. I, I thought it was so incredibly brutal, which I was not expecting. <laughs> right. I'm really fascinated with the like Norwegian metal scene, so I was really <laughs> into that. I was just blown away by it. So number four, number three is Crawl. I loved. 
crawl. <laughs> I too am. I'm, I have a fear of snakes and alligators and crocodiles and sharks. So any movie, but I'm obsessed with those movies. Like <laughs> right. I love Anaconda. You know, <laughs> right. I love Jaws and I love man versus creature or animal yeah. movies in general. I had so much fun watching that movie. It had great scares. It was just a total blast. So I agree with you on crawl. Number two is Parasite. Oh. I've heard so much about this, but I've not. We've not mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah, again, being a little loosey goosey with like what's defined as horror, but the level of anxiety that that movie created for me, <laughs> is, and I didn't know anything about it going into it aside from who the director was, and I was a fan of Snowpiercer, and I oh, just the the twists and turns it makes, and the commentary on classism. Obviously, I've done a movie that's a commentary on classism, so I'm very fascinated with that exploring that as well so i highly recommend checking it out and i saw it in a theater and yes it is a little bit long but i never felt the runtime for one moment and again being loosey-goosey my favorite i think and this is as of like right now in this moment my list changes in my brain all the time but the lighthouse i loved loved the lighthouse not everybody dug that movie but i knew what i was going into i was there for the ride i found it to be the humor is great it's an absurdist movie too and Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe's performances are just incredible. And then, some, you know, <laughs> anything that's like, uh, there's some gross stuff in it um, that I'm, I'm totally here for. So I was like, give me more of that. And I just thought every moment of that, every frame, every shot of that film, you could have as a photograph on your wall. And to me, I was like, this is using, quoting Elric Kane, pure cinema. Like this movie is pure cinema. I just thought it was beautiful and I really enjoyed it. I'm wondering, you know, as filmmakers, you guys, I'm wondering, would that film still work if it was in color instead of black and white? Oh, I don't know. I feel bad. It's another one I haven't seen. I don't But I I would think that, that I would think that part of the thing that it works is certainly going, looking at the witch, it's, it's his artistic choices that, you know, make, make it exciting. I would feel. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, I think so. They um, had the lighthouse at the arc light. Like the oh, an actual light. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's a right. light on display. The big, yeah, oh, it was cool. so pretty. Yeah, it was that like looking at it, like I've seen those pictures. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like so cool. And the writing was, I mean, the monologues that both actors get to do yeah. it, oh, it, my gosh. It were insane. Like oh. hypnotic also, like watching them deliver it too. Like the insulting tirades yes, that yeah. Willem Dafoe goes on, for instance. Yes. There's a couple of good ones in there. It's just like, whoa, you curse, can't get your eyes off it. Like yes. that curse he puts on him yes. is so epic. Yeah. yeah. And I too loved Happy Death Day to you. I had that. That's in my honor. My like, I have a bunch of friends that made movies this year. So that's in that list. Nice. I, I thought that was really fun. It was and fun, I, yeah. And it, I love Back to the Future. So yes. it was definitely, there's a lot of homages to that. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought that was great. Sweet. All right. So I'm not, so you guys covered a lot of great movies. So I I feel you guys did that. So I I won't hit on those. So other ones that, that I love, and this was a love it or hate it movie, but I, I was in uh, midsummer. Uh, I I, I loved it so much. People, people go, how did you sit through three hours of that shit? And I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker. I went to see the director's cut as well. I sat through six hours. Oh, you went to see that. (laughs) So, so I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Just, you know, and the director's cut, I, I, if you, you like the film i also yeah. recommend it because i think there's a, a lot of questions on like well the boyfriend is kind of a dick but like like you really hate him like on the director's cut it really is a lot of character arcs that are kind of like paid off and right. you know and i think that kind of works but just as far as 
a movie that you can kind of see repeatedly and seen different little nuances and stuff like that stuff that and and stuff people bring my attention by showing me stills like there's different like you, you see the dead sister and like the mm-hmm. trees and like yeah. I've heard about that but yeah I didn't go back yeah, and see a still of it it's it's crazy it's just like you know I just love that that kind of you know and, and watching it again there's you know there's all the stuff and it makes you think like you know like like she's been there before because all the artwork in her apartment has like bears and has like a like a floral motif and everything so and there's just a lot to unpack there and, and obviously I love Hereditary I love Hereditary more but but you know Ari Aster I think has just yeah. kind of proven himself as like wow this what guy. is it about Hereditary that you that you, resonates with you more than Midsummer as far as I think it's just it's just more nightmarish you yeah. know I, yeah. I, I think part of the thing which is part of the strength of, of Midsummer is that it's all in the daylight which is interesting but I think that I don't know Hereditary just gets under your skin I mean yeah. it just it just it's it's fascinating because I actually compare the movie to Uncut Gems I don't know if you guys oh. have seen yeah, that. I saw but, that. But just as far as like, this is a very uncomfortable movie, you know, and, and, and kind of unpleasant. But oddly enough, when it's hereditary and it's horror, I love it. Like, like, oh, God, I feel horrible. I love this. <laughs> God, I hate myself right now. Uh, but, <laughs> but I really enjoy that. And, and, and so Midsummer kind of kind of did that for me. All right. Um, this was probably my favorite movie. And I hesitate to call it a horror movie because it, it is technically a horror movie. And that is how you should go into it. But it really is. Uh, one cut of the dead. I don't know if oh, I did I not see that. that. It's oh. on my to see list. It's my favorite film of the year. It, it's it's brilliant. It's next level brilliant. I mean, it, you know, I, I can't. And that's the thing. I can't talk about it too much. It was a small uh, Japanese independent film became an enormous success, basically built around one shot, a one shot zombie movie. But there's so much more to it. And it's one of those ones. And I think that's what fascinated me is that you'll watch the first 30 minutes and kind of go like, oh, it's all right. I don't And then. But through the course of everything else that happens, you will then reevaluate those first 30 minutes and kind of realize how brilliant they are. And, and really, it's kind of like a, a setup for the last act. Like the last act is hysterically insanely funny it's so good and, and it becomes actually a very positive movie uh funny enough for uh, wow. for a zombie film so so i love that and that that's uh that's my other one also a movie i don't think a lot of people saw uh prodigy Oh, didn't yeah. see it with the I kid yeah the little little kid yeah, horror I movie that. yeah i thought yeah. that well, that was kind of cool nicholas mccarthy uh you know i, I love little kid horror oh and it's so. the kid it's georgie from it right it's yeah, like, yeah. He's the kid in right. it. yeah yeah totally he was great you know so i thought that was a uh an effective movie. Uh, I saw that movie because I, I was uh, working on a movie in South Africa uh, at the beginning of the year, and I saw it in South Africa. Yeah. So, like anywhere I could find a little bit of horror, uh, you know, I would go to it. So, Prodigy was was very cool. I really really enjoyed that movie. Another one on uh, on Shutter that I thought was a, a lot of fun was uh, Beelzebuth. Does any, oh, anybody? Yes, see that? that's on my list. That's uh, on my. That's one of my nice. like. Oh, nice. If I did a top ten, that would be one of them. Yeah, that was intense. I, loved, I yeah. saw it at the film festivals, a film festival circuit when I was. Doing Satanic Panic. It, I didn't know anything about it. Me neither. Yeah. The that, opening. Right. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Like, if you have Shutter, watch the first five minutes, and you'll know if this movie is for you. It's it's a little extreme. Be warned uh, if you have if you're sensitive to things with children. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. Oh, so as, as you parents, I don't yeah, know. Uh, probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but yeah, I think that's a, a very cool movie. I believe it's from Spain. Uh, has um, Jigsaw. Tobin, Tobin Bell. Bell. Oh, cool. Yeah. Tobin Bell's in it. Nice. And, um, yeah. Do we call the director's name? I'm curious who directed. Amelia. Portes did it. Oh wow! Okay, what yeah. she said because I don't remember. I wrote. I wrote. It's on my list. Yeah, but a very cool film, and I, I thought that that was cool. And also another one that uh, doesn't get a lot of mention that I thought was cool was uh, In the Tall Grass on Netflix. Yes, oh, I need uh, to see that. Stephen King, Joe Hill adaptation. Anyway, that was that was really cool. Kind of a neat movie. So solid, solid list. Thank you. I feel like 
we've covered a lot of the movies <laughs> that I like, but Midsommar. Yeah. Solidarity. <laughs> I loved that movie. I love how uncomfortable it made me feel and how I thought about it all night. I thought about it when I got up to pee. I thought <laughs> about it when I woke up and probably a week later. It just really stuck with me and just like the thing that Ari Aster does is he puts like puzzle pieces and then like you find out about them later on. Like the picture that she was in the mountains and like Mm -hmm. just all those neat things, the little Easter eggs that he puts in the film. People would tell me that it affected their dreams the night they saw it. Like I would hear that. Like I was yeah. having these very symmetrical dreams. You yeah. would tell me. You know. I would get that too. With uh, again, we, he did the, does that with Hereditary. When you look at some of those props up close, that like we've got one of the miniatures and stuff, and even the little drawer handles in the miniature, which you barely would see on screen, is made up of the King Paimon symbol. Or wow. there's King Paimon symbols hidden in the artwork that are just breezed past by a camera that you wouldn't even notice. But I think a lot of those subconscious kind of hints and stuff work their way into your head somehow and i think that's kind of what the effects could be there's some real magic going on there i think so i'm so (laughs) jealous of that reaction i feel (laughs) nothing when i watch his movies i know okay i just lost all my fan base probably Um, i feel nothing i don't emotionally connect to anything he does unfortunately and i'm hoping that i wanted it for midsummer so bad which i did like more I did like it more than Hereditary, but it made me want to go back and be like, maybe I should revisit Hereditary and like give it a second chance. I just feel nothing. I have no emotional connection. I felt nothing for the characters. I didn't care what happened to them. And it crushes me inside. But someone told me to see the director's cut and they're like, see that you'll feel differently. I was like, but okay. All right, I'll do that. I, I, I wish say, I felt that. Honestly, oh, I'm so though, if, if you didn't like the regular cut, I can't imagine the director's cut's going to turn you around. But I think there's it? like, they said there's more characters. There stuff, is more characters. Which stuff. I think I need. Yeah. <laughs> and you're immune to, to the powers of Vari Aster. Oh, and, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. And you just I described. I want to love them. <laughs> you just described uh, my review of Rise of Skywalker there of like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like I felt nothing. I wanted to feel something, but I feel nothing. Um, anyway, sorry. Mike, since you saw the director's cut, I was curious. There's all these theories about that opening, uh, you know, with the sister. Uh, uh-huh. You know, that there's a shot where you see like the uh, crown of flowers somewhere in that room. Oh, I uh, think there's a lot of just really subliminal kind of stuff, which, which kind of so. adds to the theory that maybe this was all pre planned by one person, one character. It, uh, there's there's a lot of Ooh. theories I've heard. I don't know. I don't know if they're true or not. There's some that that she is born again and she was one of the people that killed, you know, sorry, oh. I don't want to say too much, yeah. but she was part of the, the sacrifice in a, in a past life and, and she belongs there. Okay. Uh, <sighs> the one thing that Ari Aster uh, has said is that, you know, that, that basically the, the town is, becomes an extension of her, of her emotions, you know, that, that mm. everyone just starts, you know, starts sort of being in tune with her. So everything right. that happens is her will, you know, or whatever, but there's just a lot going on there. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. why, mm-hmm. you, yeah. why you, you know, why, why it stayed with you, I would imagine. And I love that Florence was her character for Halloween. Yes. Oh, oh was she really? Yeah. yeah on her Instagram, so awesome. there's a great clip of her dressing up, like opening the closet drawers and yeah. finding her actual costume from Midsummer, putting it on, and so cool. doing like the, the, the act cry. where she's bawling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's <laughs> well, amazing. Good. Yeah. Okay, I know this is not technically horror. Welcome to my world. Okay. <laughs> but I really loved Knives Out and someone dies in it. So oh, can right. we kind of call it horror? I think you can. I think it's it can be. All of this is like a subgenre of yeah. horror. Yeah. Yeah. Mystery, yes. yeah, mystery thriller, like Alfred Hitchcock-y yeah. and kind of thing. Did like, you guys see yeah, Knives yeah, Out? Yeah, yeah. Yes, so fun. I, I really it. liked it. Like an and, awesome version of Clue. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the cast. <laughs> and it's oh got that gosh. creepy old house, which yeah. that's amazing. The house is fucking amazing. Yeah. Talk totally. about real estate porn. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. Also, Satanic Panic, real estate yes. porn. Yes. yes. The house yes. is insane. That house just sold, I think. Yeah. Really? Oh, yep. Really? Yep. The one with the water had a water yep. park in yep. the backyard. Totally. Wow. Just sold. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> Are you going to Google that? Tonight? Yes, I will. Mm-hmm. I'll send you the link. Please. <laughs> Obviously, Satanic Panic was Whoa. amazing and it was so fun and just the practical effects just blew my oh, yeah. mind. Who did the practical effects on that again? Yeah, it was Tate Steinzik and okay. his team and he just directed Castle Freak, the remake. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. yeah. And he did the Puppet Master as well, their mm-hmm. Fangoria's first movie. Yeah, so and they worked really hard to do all, there's a lot as you as you see yeah. in the movie there's a lot of stuff to keep track of and a lot of stuff there's practical effects in almost every scene so they totally crushed it yeah, yeah it was it was awesome and i usually fall asleep during movies <laughs> because I'm a tired mother of four yeah, lot, yeah, little yeah. monsters wow. and a show and God knows what else. So anytime we turn on a movie, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fall asleep. I did not fall That's asleep. That's right. She did not. So did not, Trevor great. was like, you must have really liked this one. I was like, yes, I stayed awake. <laughs> also, it's, I think that's probably the shortest length movie on any of the lists is Satanic Panic because it's a cool like 80, 87 minutes, 86 Perfect, minutes. Though. Perfect. Perfect. So. Especially for a movie like that. It's like so punk yeah. rock. It just hits you. Yep. I also really enjoyed Brightburn. Yes. Yeah. That was really fun and such a different take on Superman. And I loved the practical effects in that too. And the story and just the acting. And it was just really fun. I didn't think that movie got a lot of love, but I, I kind of enjoyed it. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I'd heard somebody be like, it's all right. But then then I went and it's like, this is cool. I, yeah. That was pretty neat. I love that scene where the, uh, where the overhead lights, you know, the eye scene. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, yeah. And how it f- flips to red. Yeah. The lady in the diner. You get the point of view of the yeah, diner, yeah. you know, and everything you see is red because it's, it's a blood in her, in her eye. Oh. You know? And surprisingly gory. Oh, yes. yes. Too. There's a certain jaw scene that I won't say too much I about. Need to but, see it. But, I haven't uh, seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And then, like, being a parent and being a mother, it made me think, like, you love your kids unconditionally, like, no matter what. And. I pondered if my kid was like that, would I still love them? Well, yeah, because it really tells that story through the eyes of the parents and yeah, yeah. It raises those questions. So I thought that was cool. It made me think. I love Dr. Sleep. It was so good. It was cinematically beautiful. I love everything that Mike Flanagan does. Flanagan is killing yeah. it. Yeah. He did not disappoint in this one. Loved Happy Death Day to You. And I loved Haunt. Oh, I need to see Haunt. Haunt is good. on a lot of lists. I need to check it out. It's so fun. And ready or not, like seriously. (laughs) That one really resonated with you. I heart that movie. I watched it while I was wrapping presents. And I was just like, this is the greatest movie. It's just, I love the house and I love the characters and just it went places I didn't expect it to go. Cool. And that was the uh, uh, Radio Silence. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which they did the the 1031 segment for for VHS. Which was unbelievable. I think that's probably one of the coolest anthology films next to Nightmare Cinema, which I'll talk about in a bit. I was just going to say that I really love movies that have awesome props. And I think that all those movies had really good props. Like the phonograph playing the old song and Ready or Not, all the old, like, oh, yeah, her guns and like just cool weapons and 
I, I hope to, yeah. to find some of that here. <laughs> you know what? I really hope so. Too. <laughs> I, know. I, I, I see a wedding dress and a shotgun somewhere. My somewhere. God, I, I'm glad you see it because. <laughs> 20th Century Fox doesn't see it. Uh, I I also wanted to throw in uh, my favorite movie experience of the year. Yes. Okay. And that was for Glenn Danzig's Veronica. Oh, I've Uh, heard. I've only heard legend of this. I've not seen it yet. I loved it. All I can tell you is that I saw it with 900 people and it was riotous. There there was laughter that I like. Honestly, like the the only time I've ever heard laughter quite like that was like opening night of Borat uh, in in the theater. It was re- it was insane, and I went there because I am I'm, I'm a you know dare I say a connoisseur of the of the so bad it's good movie. I love that stuff, whether it be you know the room or or uh, the apple or Neil Breen films, you know whatever. It's like I, I love that stuff. So I always go in there like, look, it's 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 very difficult to make a movie that truly is not good but but incredibly entertaining at the same time because it doesn't happen. You can't force it. So many yeah. movies, and not you know, and there are fine films on their own, but like you know, like say Sharknado or whatever is trying to make a, a purposefully bad movie, and I don't think you can do it because it, it takes a vision, and it takes passion, and it takes absolutely a total lack of technical ability, and when those things align. <laughs> magic <laughs> yeah right magic happens and, and veronica is one of those ones that i mean that movie is out there and he he went for it and he shot the movie himself and he edited the movie himself and it's based on his comic books and he gave it his all and no it is not a technically proficient film but damn is it hilarious and funny and entertaining and and i i recommend it if you're into that kind of thing yeah i was in the first audience to see it i know you were there with I was him at cinepocalypse and he screened it and satanic panic was screening and i was real i had just some friends that worked on it i was like i gotta check this out and he he was there for the screening <laughs> we're in the audience and I, and I don't know what people expected because <laughs> some of the things the chatter i heard around i was like oh boy and then he gets on stage afterwards and he says Wow, you guys, you you laughed at a lot of the movie. You, you laughed at some things that I didn't I didn't realize were, were funny. But that's 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 cool. That's great. And that I was fascinating. <laughs> and I but I love that he's owning it. Yeah, like totally. He's yeah, owning I, what it is. I was worried he was going to recut it or something after yeah. the screenings, but thankfully he's keeping it as is. But but unironically, it was it was my. F- it was my favorite night of like the year of like the most fun that I had at a screening. Like, you know, uh, just, I mean, and I'm comparing it, it doesn't matter if it's the biggest movie or independent or whatever. It's just, I just had such a good time. You know, I loved it. So anyway, <laughs> so That's I don't know. Great. <laughs> well, down to my list. And yeah. again, a lot of these movies have been covered already. So I'll glaze over, but obviously Dr. Sleep, what I thought was really fun about it beyond just being sinister and terrifying It had elements of action, adventure, and magic even. It gave the Shining universe a dark whimsy, Mm -hmm. which I did not expect, and I loved it. I loved Rebecca Ferguson playing Rose the Hat. I thought that was was an iconic character. And I like that it seems that Mike Flanagan now has something which I refer to as Flanavision, which is that filming with the his coloring, his like dark greens and blues he did it a lot in haunting of hill house this movie almost felt like visually it looked like it could have been a sequel to haunting of hill house i, I thought could they, they, they kind same. of yeah they kind of yeah. fit together yeah. actually it felt like a continuation right know? exactly yeah. and yeah. as a huge fan of haunting of hill house i really enjoyed being transported to what felt like that world again you guys have a favorite scene from uh, dr sleep i do it was when uh rebecca ferguson 
transports herself to watching Abra. Yeah, that's where I was yeah. going to go too. Yeah. The, the audience reaction to that was so great. Yeah. yeah. I actually saw it at a test screening and it just just blew the blew the roof off. It's you know? so beautiful. And when, it's a long lingering. back and like, you oh, know, the, the yes. breaks yep. and, you know, yeah, so I mean, just uh, everyone went wild. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Her reaction, her performance. Yeah. Rebecca's performance is incredible. My favorite scene is when, yeah. when uh, the uh, Abra, the young girl, she faces off with her at the at the mini mart at the grocery yes. store. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And yes. She kind of blows her away. And you're kind of like, oh shit, this girl, she's got something. Yeah, she's powerful. totally. And then we went over Satanic Panic, of course. Oh, it's got to be on the list. And I felt like what I really loved the movies that I really, really that resonated with me in 2019 all were things that brought fun into horror. In yes. the spirit of the Evil Dead and Jennifer's Body and all those kind of things. And I thought movies like Satanic Panic and Ready or Not and even Doctor Sleep really brought that feeling back. And I just love that so much about horror. And it's a, it's a fine mix to mix horror with comedy, intense gore, and to have that back this year, which I felt was kind of missing in previous years, as far as new movies coming out, was a real treat as a fan of things that I love. So Satanic Panic just hit the nail on the head. And also on my list, of course, Ready or Not, again, I looked into where the the house where it was filmed, and it was Casa Loma in Toronto, where Guillermo del Toro shot a lot of Crimson Peak, oh, which wow. is another movie that was just beautiful. Yeah. So I love that. I loved using the dr- wedding dress as a weapon. There were 17 versions of the dress and different levels of distress, different things she would do to the dress to weaponize it, which I thought was ingenious. I love that. And I love the radio silence guys. I thought that was a, a brilliant. And I don't know if this is considered a 2019 film because I'm not sure. I know it was released in festival circuit before with Nightmare Cinema, mm. which Mike, you edited. I did. Correct. Yes. And then that was brilliant. It was yeah, Joe nice. Dante, McGarris, yeah. David Slade, Ryu Kinamuro, and Alejandro Brugas starring Mickey Rourke in the interstitials is an anthology film and he's a projectionist it had some incredible segments there's a really unique take on the slasher genre there's mash it with the demon possessed schoolgirls. and one of my favorites was elizabeth reeser from ouija origin of evil and haunting of hill house this way to egress which was her yeah, segment david slates yeah oh, it was yeah. terrifying but yeah that was amazing if you haven't seen it definitely pick it up and annabelle comes home as we said it was a great gateway horror film for parents looking to get their kids into horror <laughs> It was just, it felt like going on a dark ride. It was awesome. And then just this one that kind of eked in and it's coming out theatrically later on in January. And it did a festival run last year. I think it was at Beyond Fest as well. It was Richard Stanley's oh, yeah. Color Out of Space. space yeah. right did you yeah. see that? I did, yeah. I loved it. I yeah. thought it was Nick Cage stars in it. And to me, the practical effects reminded me straight out of the thing. It's over oh, the top. Hard, yeah. to, hard to look at at points, but I love that. Yeah. I love that when practical effects make you do that. So I'm looking forward to everybody else getting a chance to see that. And Richard Stanley, of course, is just a genius. All right. Good list. Yeah. Solid list. So let's... Let's a lot, jump in. A lot of agreement, though. though right, about. exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. A lot of love for Dr. Sleep and Ready or Not. And, you know. Yeah. Curious to see your thoughts on Ready or Not. I'm excited. I'd be surprised if I don't like it, considering, you know, how much everyone <laughs> seems to love it. I don't want to be that guy going, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so but, I want to jump into, like, things like experiences, haunts, and things like that. I know, Mike, you do a lot of that stuff as well. So I'm going to go with the, the old standby, which I don't know. I just love it every year. I mean, I don't go every year because I love it so much. I like to space it out. But not, not Scary Farm, I think, is <laughs> always killed it this year they they had uh, i think three new mazes but but you know doing a lot of clever stuff of like 
kind of like an underwater lagoon thing that they do with lasers and you, you know you feel there you've got the the one where you have the machine gun and you're killing zombies that's a lot of fun so i think that was great uh there's another one in thousand oaks that i like quite a bit called reign of terror yes but, yes. but I, i'm gonna change that up a little bit they did a christmas one yeah uh two weeks ago and, and i love that because there's so much to do on halloween but christmas time comes and i'm like there's nothing spooky going on but reign of terror is here for you and it was great to see how many haunt enthusiasts you, you meet up in line you know that you see like you just know from seeing at other haunts or just know from yeah. Instagram or whatever and, and it really kind of brought out a, a certain type of crowd which was great also uh, a lot of great work happening at Zombie Joe's Underground mm-hmm. uh, they're doing a lot of really interesting things they had one um, I think it was during the October se- uh, season that uh, was all auditory and sensory you were blindfolded in a in a black room and you would just have people whisper in your ears or they or something fleshy would touch you and you wouldn't know exactly what it is like i think this is a leg uh you know then, and then they'd lie you on the ground and then like someone I, I don't i don't know what would come and cuddle and like whisper in your ear and you can't see who or what it is you know it was just so freaky it was so so effective so that that was pretty cool oh my god well, we still haven't been to zombie uh, joe's have you guys chelsea have I've you done, done it? it yeah yeah i did yeah, it I, mean, they, I, I did it this year they yeah. changed their their stuff up all the time the other one that, that I, i'm really mad I, I i missed it just you know um there's one called uh dark ride uh christmas or holiday nightmares and basically you know you get in a oh, little yeah. cart and a guy pushes you kind of like the murder ride in house with thousand corpses <laughs> okay yes yeah. And they push you around into an old style, old school dark ride. You I've know, done just that. in their store. You have yeah, done yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that seemed awesome, but I didn't get to do it this year, so that seemed very cool. Chelsea. And then Universal, yeah. of course. Oh yeah, Universal. Yeah. Favorite moments in Universal this year. Well, they had a creep show maze. I mean, that that's pretty, pretty great. And also, yeah. I guess honorable mention for television stuff, the fact that there is a creep show television show that is, is a yes. wonderful yeah, thing. We'll, yeah, we'll circle back and do TV yeah. after uh, this. Yeah. I have a TV list. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, uh Creep Show, Ghostbusters and uh and uh Killer Clowns from Outer Space was oh, right. you know was was pretty cool. I thought that Killer Clowns one was one of the best, one of the best mazes they've done. Just because for like movie accuracy, yeah, it totally. really felt yeah. like yeah. you were in that world. Absolutely, it was just great that that they would like pick a license like that. You know, right. it's not you know something that's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Exactly, right? like that's great. I was traveling a lot in October for the movie, so I wasn't able to do Universal or Knots, but I did Reign of Terror, which nice. I loved. Yes. Some of the other sort of events things I do in October. The new Bev does Halloween cartoons. There was a Saturday and a Sunday where they did them at 10 a.m. And they were wonderful. They were all these like old, all on um, 35 millimeter cartoons, which was really fun. And it was kind of early in the season. So it was a great way to like kick it off. I went to the Haunted Soiree, the House of Spirits. Oh, yeah. Haunted Soiree that was, I think it was on the east side or near downtown. Yeah, yeah. Which was a fun event it was basically for i think a lot of people that just like to dip a toe in the horror space but i had a lot of fun with it what, what made it great was booze i think that oh was, yeah that that's was the thing is you get ingredient yeah you get um <laughs> this card and you get like five free cocktails and there's all these different cocktail stations that are all like themed and so you get lit and you have a good time <laughs> and, and I, don't, I don't think i would have enjoyed it as much if i was if i didn't have those drinks in me like it really helps, helps you know? the experience yeah. and i'm curious to see if they keep doing it and things that they change and I guess I think it maybe was the first year or first or second first year year, that there's some things that could be improved but overall I thought it was really fun I love the Burbank home haunts so Rotten Apple and there's like that list that comes out and you can go and visit the SoCal haunt list I don't think Backwoods Backwoods wasn't there this year year. they didn't do it yeah I don't know if they're taking a year off or what but um, we got to see we went to a bunch and it was really fun I 
went to a show at Sacred Fools called Deadly, and it was an H.H. Holmes musical. Oh, cool. So it was awesome. And it was the story of H.H. Holmes, but told through his victims. So is this just a really cool musical, something I just hadn't really seen the story told that way. And it was all about like remembering we so so often remember the killers, but we never remember the victims. So it was a sort of commentary on that. Also, during the Halloween season, my partner released The Killer Sounds of Halloween, which I absolutely have to plug because it's amazing. And it's an uh, album of sort of novelty Halloween songs, but they're an homage to so many genres. And it's basically a Halloween mixtape, but all original music done by there's Amanda Wist as a poem in it. And there's Graham Skipper is on it and a bunch of horror actors that also sing. And it's really incredible. You can get it on Bandcamp. I highly recommend it if you want to feel the Halloween spirit year round. And also a music thing I experienced as well. I honestly can't remember when this was in the year because everything kind of runs together. But I saw Twin Temple perform Mm, and uh, they've I know they've been on the show. Oh, my God, you guys, they put on such an incredible performance that I and I've been fans of theirs for a long time. We actually almost put one of their songs in Satanic Panic at the end credits and love them, like seeing them live. And then I got to see Orville Peck live. Those are like the best shows I saw of the year. I highly (laughs) encourage you to see. Twin Temple, it is such an incredible, witchy, yeah, satanic yeah. experience that right. it just made me feel so I'm curious, good what, what song would you have chosen for the soundtrack? Girl Trouble. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yes. that was, and we almost could have, but we just didn't, the budget on that movie was so tight and yeah, just yeah. couldn't do it. But I hope I get to maybe one day get something of theirs in a movie or get to direct a music video. That See? would be oh, amazing. Yes. yes. A Girl Can Dream. I was so busy this year. I only got to do one thing, believe it or not. I got to go to Universal Horror Nights. Oh, nice. But uh, that was a lot of fun. All those mazes that you, you mentioned were great. One standoff for me was was the Us uh, maze. Yes. Because yeah. I did not expect anything from it. And I'm like, what are we going to do with this? And it was fun that you're walking into that, um, what is it, like the Hall of Mirrors? The, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning there that was shot in the uh, Santa Cruz boardwalk yeah, there. The boardwalk, yeah, made. exactly. And then you're walking through basically like the house and stuff. There's different scenes from the movie, you know. Oh, I was oh. wondering how they structured it. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, was I thought fun. honestly that for Universal, that was one of the standout mazes that I think I've seen them ever do. That one really scared the shit out of me. But yeah, Killer Clowns was great. Ghostbusters was a lot of fun. Creep show. Yeah, that's about it. I didn't get to do much this Halloween. It was so busy. Haunted Hayride was cool as well. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's great. We, we tried. We got kicked out of that one. You did? Yeah, yeah we, we just, did. just being like, rowdy literally, again. literally got just, turned around at the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we were so excited, but I think we just went a little late. It's all the public oh. intoxication. But, yeah, exactly. Had. By the time we showed up, it, I think it was, it, it wasn't like 20 minutes to close. Maybe no, it was like an hour an, out, an but hour they were like, like 20. An but hour it was so busy that night because I think we oh, picked geez. like a Saturday, the Saturday, the weekend of Halloween, I think. It wasn't on Halloween. We you had all like the it. kids and everything? No, it's just us. Oh, okay. But, you know, it was even front of line. The line for front of line was so backed up that they were like, you're you're not even going to get uh, A lot of the time, the, the time. front of the line what? passes are getting longer than the regular line. Right, you know, yeah. Everyone's going to them, you know, so yeah. it's actually kind well, of like... Reign of uh, Terror now has two front of lines. Right, yes. yeah. The so, front of line, then front of line front of line. Yeah, 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 yeah. The real <laughs> front of line. Yeah, totally. Front of the yeah. line and then the VIP. Yeah, exactly. We did a fair amount of stuff. Yeah, we did from us, not all just mazes and stuff. There's so many great like yeah. horror events that happened this year. I loved Monster Palooza. Monster Palooza. I always love Monster Palooza. It's the like best. my favorite yeah. convention. I love looking at all the art and the statues and the effects 
that people bring and people putting makeup on and the museum, which is my absolute favorite part of Monster Palooza. And we were there and we had fun and Rubio's Tacos was right across the street. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed having a weekend (laughs) away from my kids. (laughs) Surrounded in monsters of a different kind. Another amazing convention from this past year, Midsummer Scream. Special thanks to the Uber talented Mark Anthony from the Scary Closet who helped us out with a gorgeous Annabelle display complete in her case at our booth there this year. We love the Scary Closet. Midsummer Scream will return in 2020 as a three-day event, July 31st to August 2nd, so don't miss this one. It was fun that we checked out the Freeform Hocus Pocus uh, Nightmare Before Christmas event that they had. It was mostly like photo ops, but there was some like interactive stuff. I like taking all the cute pictures of the Hocus Pocus stuff. We also went to the Reign of Terror Christmas. Oh, nice. And that was really fun. I like the snow. and it Yeah, just... they made it snow inside the maze and stuff. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, that's rad. I like seeing Death Cab for Cutie again. <laughs> How does that? How's that? I guess just a name alone. A name. Right. Okay, it said death. <laughs> there you okay. go. Exactly. exactly. I had to work it in. Very nice. Uh, Very nice. I have some dark songs. It, <laughs> it was in the fall. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> and then I really liked, I wish like everybody, they should really do this, but it was for Warner Brothers. It was a press event for... It was a Curse of La Llorona. Yes. And they took us on a haunted tour of the back lot. Oh, cool. And oh, like fun. where they had shown where ghosts were who was it what i forget just old writers or stars or yeah yeah. this is amazing yeah but it was really cool to see the haunted history of warner brothers was that only for that because i know they do sell uh like a haunted backlot but i forgot if that's paramount or warner brothers i'm not sure i think paramount does that too but wb has done it in certain years where they do wb's horror made here well there's that well they have mazes and they'll do a tour okay but i think yeah what you're talking about is probably the paramount Paramount ghost Mm -hmm. ghost tour. tour yeah so this was, yeah, it was interesting. It would be nice if they incorporated more elements of that, what they did in the La Llorona thing to the WB Horror Made Here, which they didn't do this year, but apparently they're doing next year. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. One thing that I loved from this year was Mystic Museum, a place yeah. here in Burbank. Oh my God. They did this Evil Dead immersive oh. experience. Oh, yeah, that was so amazing. Amazing. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. Was unbelievable. Yeah. So basically it's all these props unearthed from the archives of Ghost House Pictures yeah. that I figured would just been destroyed or lost, and the, the archive was Rob Tappert's garage. Apparently, yeah, you know, it was just uh, they got one of the interns to clean out his garage, and it was just like, do you know what you have here? Like, yeah, he's got like he's got like evil ash head and stuff, and then yeah, then it all came together like that. It's incredible, insane, like yeah. the clock from the cabin from the original Evil Dead, stuff and... that you just never thought you'd ever see. Right. Yeah. Exactly, you know, just like I can't believe this still exists. I can't believe it's it's in one piece. I can't believe it's in, together with all this. Evil Sheila, I mean, evil, uh, you know, Linda's head. Yes, you know, yes, like, yeah. or like the, the grave marker, like the stick grave marker yeah. when Ashbury's, like, it's like, what? How is that stuff still around? All the Polaroids, too. Yes. Yeah, the oh, photographs. That was, so oh, that was so cool. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, just monumental. And I think it's still going, if this is airing, yeah, it's still going on, I think, yeah. until January 5th or something like that. Probably. Yeah. You can see my trail of drool from there all the way here. <laughs> I was just so jealous. Uh, just, oh. 
another one that was really great uh, was uh, I Like Scary Movies. Did you guys go I was, to that? I was going to bring oh, that up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of those like Instagram moment yeah. things. And they had that warehouse down in Miracle Mile. Right? Yeah, it was yep. a fun thing to go with your friends. And they just have like uh, the bridge from Lost Boys. Like, let's all hang under the bridge from Lost Boys and just take pictures. And it was fun. I went twice. It yeah, was I went a, twice. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it, was it was a cool thing. Another thing on my list, uh, obviously not Scary Farm, Reign of Terror, all that, Universal. The Jennifer's Body 10th anniversary screening that they did at Beyond Fest with Karin Kusama and Megan Fox. Yeah. As one of my favorite horror films of all time, that was an experience I, I never thought would I'd ever get a chance to see happen. And I never got a chance to see that movie in a theater when it came out. I was one of the people who discovered it after in the home video market and realizing its brilliance then. To be able to sit in a theater with a bunch of people who loved the movie, everybody was like nice and behaved and quiet and let everybody watch, which is great. Yeah. Also, we had had a chance to talk to Megan on this show yes. mm-hmm. shortly before that, too, which was uh, a dream come true as a fan of that film. But yeah, that was an experience I uh, will never forget. It was also our first time, at least for me and Lauren, at Beyond Fest. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. 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 Welcome. Which we loved. As the big awesome. uh, Haunted Mansion enthusiasts yes. uh, that you are, it's one of the things we have in common. Did you go to the 50th anniversary party? No, we we were contemplating. I think the ticket prices were just They're like... They're ridiculous. Yeah. Did, did, did you know anybody who went or... I we talked to someone who went. I heard that it wasn't, that it was kind of a waste. Yeah. That it was 300 bucks to go, uh, what? like, it was $300 to go from to Disneyland like, at night. Uh, from, from 1 a.m. Like, to yeah, 4 a.m. To 4 a.m. But you got first access to exclusive new merchandise. So I'm like, to buy. Thanks, right. to buy. <laughs> thanks. So I'm like, thanks. Thanks, Disneyland. So it was $300 to go to Disneyland and then for the opportunity to spend more money. You fucking Yeah. 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 So. And then I heard all this stuff, like, it was super expensive. Expensive, and the next day you could just buy it in the park. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. oh, People were pissed. Did you get all all your little Funko Haunted Mansion pops? I got a 50th anniversary Dooney and Burke bag. <laughs> I got that jar with the ghost. Oh yeah, ghost in a jar. Yeah, yeah. little animatronic thing. Um, that they sold. I got the limited edition ears. Oh nice. Okay that are really cool and I haven't put them on because they're so pretty. Um, But (laughs) my friend Jody was the one who actually hooked it up with the purse and the ears. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jody. <laughs> I started with one Funko Pop and I'm like, just, just getting the one. Yes. And then I was like, well, no, two would be better. Oh, yeah. fuck it. I got them all. <laughs> so. Speaking of, Mike, you filmed a couple uh, episodes shows for, about your collection, right? I did. This, yes. this year. Yes, this Are year they going to air anywhere sp- uh, they're, they were or? for a thing that I don't know how long it's going to last called Collection Complete. Yeah. Uh, oh, on YouTube, that, I think. I yeah, love that. Yeah, okay. it's, on, yeah. it's on YouTube, so it's awesome. it'll, it'll be there forever, but it was for uh, like an app for collectors. It was supposed to be like a club for collectors. I don't think it really took off, so we'll just be happy the episodes exist, and uh, nice. I, I don't know if the app's going to be around for much longer. So. I loved it. I watched them all. Oh, I nice. was a fan. Oh, yep. excellent. I want to see nice. people's collections. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it's my favorite thing about coming here, besides yes. hanging out with <laughs> But I always love drooling over their stuff it's great yeah i love watching all those collections complete who's the other guy there's a uh, rob burnett it's sean uh what's his Clark. face yes sean Clark's sure. got amazing that stuff, stuff and insane. i've never i've never been there person but he's got he his big thing is getting the actual like replicas from i'm not replicas i'm sorry the actual props Screen so he's got props, the, yeah. the clown from poltergeist which yes. is the best 
that's a holy grail for, for a lot of us. Like, oh my God. I would not want that in my house. No. <laughs> I would have it by my bed. You're crazy. You're crazy, Mike. I know. I recently made a made a like a, a spooky doll wall in my bedroom and I'm like, this might be a bad idea. But I'll probably never get anyone to spend the night here again. That's probably done. <laughs> So. I wanted to ask you, Mike, from this past year, just as a collector, is there a certain piece that you acquired this year that oh. you were well, like, yes? Well, I did love getting the, there was a giant Funko Haunted Mansion Ezra, uh, like, yeah, yeah, thing. I I know like giant? About. Yeah, like, like that big, like, wow. yeah, that, that was, that was really cool. I, I really love that. What else? Oh, there's so, the horror stuff. I mean, you know, there, that's, that's a. It's a great time to be a geek, yeah, man. It is. It's wonderful. <laughs> the fact that there, there's they live figures and there's a Nightbreed figure, you know, of Dr. Decker yes. and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It, that's just a, amazing to me. This uh, coming out very soon, we get the, the Halloween 3. That We live in an age that make Halloween 3 figures, <laughs> man. <laughs> that's awesome. This movie that bombed. And, and, uh, no, I got, but I am a Tom Atkins yeah, yeah, from Night yeah. of the Creeps. Uh, they made which, a Night of the Creeps they, Tom yeah, Atkins yeah, figure? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The Scream funny. Factory would, would do a thing with NECA that they would have these uh, exclusive mail order only i mean it's expensive it's like 70 bucks for the disc the figure and a poster or something like that but if you want a tom atkins you know doll you know here's your chance that's so, incredible yeah. <laughs> so so they're they're doing that's how they're getting like kind of licenses that that normally would they would not no one would make oh 10 oh i need ten thousand. uh you know uh slumber party massacre figures yeah you know but 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 if they do it this way like they can make all right we made like a thousand slumber party massacre mm-hmm. figures to go with the dvd or blu-ray and you nice. know so it's cool so yeah no i mean it's a great time uh for for that kind of thing so just been getting a lot of NECA and sideshow stuff you know so was it this year or last year you had the delorean uh, i got the delorean last year, last year yeah nice. that was that was wonderful <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I almost came home with a critter from Africa. That upset me. <gasps> really? Yeah. That, like that, a critter toy? F- that no, they, no. Af- a made puppet because I went to... I oh, the, yes. That's I, right. I, I cut the latest Critters movie. That's right. And we shot it in South Africa. And so I, I befriended the the makeup department. And, it, you know, on the last day, I was like, hey, I think I can take one. I, you know, let's have one for the editing room. That would that would be great. And, and you Inspire know, he, he was cool. Yeah, exactly. I was like, here, take it, take it. And I, I had it. I was ready to take it. And the last day, the director was like, oh, yeah, I would love to keep this, actually. It's, oh. his, it's his movie. And he's, he was kind enough to oh, hire me do. and everything. So, so, you know, he deserves it by all yeah. means. But I got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, but, um, you know, inspired by the awesome Dead Silence thing uh, that you got, uh, Trick or Treat Studios is doing a lot of great stuff. They have uh, a wonderful Annabelle replica that they're coming out with. I just got Billy from Dead Silence. I like creepy puppets and, you know, whatnot. So I, I love that they're making that kind of thing. So that's great. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do TV real quick. Chelsea, we'll start with you. Oh, OK. I have a top five. I'm just going to do them in alphabetical order. Yeah. Make it easy. The Boulay Brothers Dragula. I never got a chance oh, to watch awesome. that. Everybody's suggesting it so much. It's on Netflix. Nice. Um, all three seasons. So they just, season three came out this year. And it's drag, glam, filth, and horror. And if you're into... Like John um, Waters, kind of? Yes, it's John Waters, but also horror. And it's sort of RuPaul if it was done as horror. It's like a competition? Um, yes, yeah. Okay. It's competition. And it is... Awesome. You know, also the production value goes up with each season. You can see that like people are recognizing it and giving them more money to have fun with and play with during the show for the show. But I love it. And you you would just like blow through the seasons because they're you can't you can't stop watching. It's so interesting. And 
the costumes are just incredible that these incredible drag queens make. So, and drag king, there's a drag king in the latest season. So, highly, highly recommend Chernobyl. Mm. Oh man, that yeah. was so good. That was good. Yeah. yeah, I, I basically thought, okay, well, let's you know, let's check this out. A lot of people were talking about it. And we ended up watching like four episodes in one sitting. Like we could not stop watching it. Um, And I try not to binge stuff, but I definitely binged Chernobyl and then felt horrible afterwards. (laughs) The Haunting of Hill House, even though that came out last year, I was shooting when it was out and I just saw it in October. I watched it. So good. Um, good. Episode six is just a masterpiece. Amazing. Was that that one was like one one extended shot or whatever? yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I can't wait to see the next season, but I just thought it was so beautiful. I was just talking to someone earlier today about Mike Flanagan can do no wrong, is what we were saying. I agree. And I really loved Nosferatu. I don't know. Not a lot of people saw the Joe Hill show on AMC, but I haven't read the book, but I really loved the show and I, and I liked it so much that I wanted to, to, to read the book. I have a horror book club, the losers book club, and we put it on our list because I'm like, I want to live more in this world. And Watchmen, if that's considered, I guess that's science fiction. It, it more was on than my horror. list too. Okay. So, yeah. I just finished it yesterday. I watched five episodes in a day. How does it, um, it compare to the movie? Person. So I saw the movie in the theater and I don't think I liked it, but I cannot remember. So, but it does it's take, it takes place better. after, <laughs> it takes place after the movie. Like it yeah. takes place in the future, but it's an alternate universe. Okay. And I was really, everyone was talking about it. I was like, mm, okay, all right. It's a real hyped up. Let's see. So I try not to get in. I try to just see it without having things hyped up. And I thought it was great. It was great. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Of course, I loved Sabrina and Creepshow and Riverdale and Stranger Things. And I'm still watching The Walking Dead. And I don't know why, but I, <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> and, but it was cool to see like Creepshow and then also Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like yes. there were some cool resurgences of things yeah, that yeah. I was really into this year that were really fun. But yeah, I thought there was a ton of, I was talking to someone about, they were like, oh, there wasn't that much horror TV, but I thought there was a lot oh, of, God, yeah, this yeah. is insane. A lot it's of overwhelming. Horror. I can't keep up with it all. Like I'm still watching, so I'm still behind on stuff. Like people are talking about Marianne on Netflix. I haven't seen that yet. There's a bunch I still want to watch, but. Isn't there a new yeah. one? Is it The Wit- Witcher? The oh, Witcher, yeah. yeah. That just came out? Yep, yeah. That just came out. Came out on Friday, yeah. yeah. Too much. That's too much. There's so much, but I, I got a lot watched this year, but those are, those are sort of the ones that come to mind. Mike, TV. Uh, well, I'll take it over from, from Watchmen because again, not horror necessarily, but enough, enough exploding heads and, and bloody things that I think <laughs> it counts. Wow. I love Alan Moore's graphic novel. I think the, the movie's not so good. Uh, you know, it, it's very faithful to the graphic novel, which is interesting, but, but, but it's not, not great. And I thought like, oh my God, someone's got the balls to try to make a sequel to Watchmen. Are they out of their mind? And I watched the first episode going, I, I don't know about this. I don't know what the fuck this is. And then by the third one, I'm like, this is kind of awesome. This is great. And by the time it was over, it's like, this is perfect. This is brilliant. This is probably the best television show of the year. I loved it. So, so that, that was great. Is Dr. Manhattan like still the best character written? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to say too yeah, much yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. again, it's a, it's a sequel, it, and, but it's a sequel to graphic novel. Okay. The, the, the movie has one difference that it doesn't have the giant squid. And this is uh, based on those events of the giant squid that, that wiped out 3 million people. Oh, no so, way. Yeah. yeah. And I know people were like hesitant with Watchmen because they're still feeling burned on Lost. Oh, right. Sure. I had people be like, I can't watch that because I was so burned on Lost. I was like, dude, that was like years ago. Yeah. And they were very, I was like, you just after seeing it, I immediately texted. I'm like, you 
just got to watch it. Like, trust me. And I said, you're, you'll be satisfied with the finale. Because they're like, and, what and, about and, the ending? What about the end? I was like, listen, you'll be sa- satisfied with the season ending. I, I promise so you. So good. Yeah. And the thing is that, you know, like, like there's two create people like a credit for uh, for Lost, J.J. Uh, Abrams and Damon Lindelof. Uh, one of them did an amazing thing called Watchmen and the other one did Rise of Skywalker. So that's oh! all. <laughs> So, that's all I'm saying is that uh, Team Lindelof here uh, at, at the moment. So anyway, other great things on television. Uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my God. You it. haven't seen it yet? I have it all recorded. I haven't watched oh, it yet. So good. Like, and I, I enjoy the movie quite a bit. And again, much like Watchmen, like, oh, really? They're different vampires and they're going to make a, a TV. It's better in the movie. Like at the end, at the end of it, I actually end up loving these characters and, and want to see this continue more so than, than the film. But it's the same creative forces. The same voices are there. Same ca- and, yeah, the cameos from the movie. And the exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I don't say too much, but there's there's some great cameos yeah. that, that happen. There's yeah. one episode in particular that is yeah, just yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and uh, Taika Waititi just killing it this year between Jojo Rabbit, What We Do in the Shadows, and then uh, did the, the season finale of Mandalorian, which yeah. was another thing. Not horror at all. But I loved it. Genre. Uh, genre. Genre. It's genre. genre. Uh, but I loved it. And and that was also one of my favorite things. And also, since we're kind of like, you know, offshoots of genre, uh, Rick and Morty this season. Oh, my God. That <laughs> yeah. is that is great. I don't know if you guys watched No, that, I've but... never seen one episode of Rick oh, and Morty fantastic. for some reason. There's a breed of aliens, or not aliens, but but there's a breed of creatures called the Cronenbergs. I mean, oh, oh, that's how, awesome. do not, how do you not love a show like <laughs> right. this? But but oh, my God. I mean, I, it falls for horror because there's a lot of there's a lot of blood, a lot of tentacles, a lot of aliens, a lot of creatures. I think it's great. So that that was also a really fantastic thing. So I love that. <laughs> awesome. and uh, Stranger Things uh, season three, I thought yeah. that that yeah. really kind of brought it back. Uh, s- season two, I didn't love quite as much. Uh, people are hard on that show. I don't know. I, I think it's, it's so popular. Guys, people how, are like, I don't, I don't like that. Just how dumb. lucky are we to have a show yeah, like that? Yeah, totally. It's calm down. Great. Yeah, and and the, and I thought season three was great. I thought it was a lot I of did fun. Too. So I loved yeah, it. So yeah. I and they're that. releasing uh, Stranger Things pinball machine now. Ah. Should be out actually now, right? You can yeah. actually get it now. Oh. Yeah, they just announced it like a couple weeks ago and it'll be here in a week there you go (laughs) (laughs) Leo any TV for you this year yeah a few things Uh, I I, just like you guys I I watched uh, what we do in the shadows loved it Uh, same thing stranger things loved it as well Chernobyl struck a a chord with me because I have a a background in science. Oh, okay. So I had numerous discussions about radiation, poison, toxicity, and what really happened because I was alive at that time, you know? So, and we living here in the U.S. didn't hear all these stories that were Mm -hmm. uncovered in in the series where it's, that's true life horror. Yeah. That government, you know, that government was lying to millions of people and all those countries in the the Nordic region where it's just like, well, here's a plume of radiation headed your way and you're all going to die and we're not going to tell you guys, you know, it's like, yeah. but yeah, that, that's true horror right there. And that's, that's part of, you know, the world history. I also enjoyed you. I started watching that recently. Yes. It's fantastic. Season two just dropped on uh, December 26th and Marianne, the uh, French production, which, uh, man, I started watching that. And at first I was a little confused cause I, I wasn't sure if it was a sync problem with the audio and the lips moving. I didn't realize that it was like, you know, recut, oh, you know, dubbed? You dubbed, yeah, so oh, wow. it took me a while to like figure out, am I just not, what's going on, what's wrong, you know? Oh, is there a subtitle version on Netflix? Probably, I, yeah, usually they give you that off. I had that yeah. problem with Dark, when I started watching Dark, I was like, wait a second, what's going on? There must be subtitles somewhere <laughs> around here. And there were, there were, oh. 
Yeah. I like yeah. subtitles on the big screen. I like dubbed on TV. It's I'm terrible. It's just, oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Because the big screen, you know, I I, I can read it. They yeah. No, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Television, it's yeah. smaller. I'm like, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Lauren and I are kind of combined because yep. we do all our television consuming together in very small bursts because very small yeah because usually we pass out tired or whatever <laughs> <laughs> the kids at the end of so the day it's all kids show for you yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. that's, right. <laughs> that's right you want to know what happened on vampirina this yeah year? exactly i got good you thing, yeah they're a good thing there are a lot of horror-centric tv shows right there's a hotel transylvania yeah, are TV you show? afraid oh, of the dark? Yeah. Oh, right? that was great too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was that was really because I, yeah. I did not grow up with Are You Afraid of the Dark, so I had no vested interest in it. But we have a, a friend that that was the writer on it, and um, you know, so I came in that way just as support, and I was blown away how great that yeah, was. Yeah, it was, that really, was really good. good. Uh, my daughter really liked it. I made her watch the old ones before oh. we watched the new ones. Yeah, but the only thing I really watched was you, and I love you. You introduced me to you. It used to be a Lifetime show, and then it, it moved over to Netflix and really had kind of a second life there, and that's when it really took off. And then, yeah, season two dropped, so well, Lauren got me watching it. Was it the, the exact same show on Lifetime, or is it a different cast, different... No, same exact same. show. Same Thank exact show? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, ported okay. it over to Netflix. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I need yeah. to see season two. Oh, that's my God. I didn't finish it. I, didn't need, I should finish it before I get into season two. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's when, that's what Lauren did. Is like She had me... She's like, dude, you got to sit down and watch all of season one of you. And I'm like, ah, you know, so <laughs> many things on. I don't know if I'm going to get to it. I don't, I'm probably not going to be into it. First episode sucked me in unlike any television series I think I've ever watched. Oh my God. And then gearing up that I knew season two was coming out the day after Christmas 2019. Mm-hmm. I blew through it in like, I think a week, like every night it was like, okay, you season one, let's, <laughs> it, let's see what's up. And then we blew through season two in like three days yeah. when it came out. Love it. It is yeah. fucking awesome. Wow. I mean, okay. it is awesome. I need to finish it. And I mean, I get, yeah. you know, it's, again, this is one of those things that are on the fence of, is it pure horror? It's, you know, thriller it's elements. Would you say? I mean, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, oh, a, yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that yeah. it's about yeah, a stalker, you, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Penn Badgley, who plays the, the main character, Joe Goldberg, is just magnetic. And I think what he does to that series is he brings, again, I keep using the word magic, but he, he really does. It's a very much a sleight of hand magic trick because you see the whole story. You, you're experiencing it through his eyes and you're kind of along for the ride. And it makes you it kind of makes you agree with his decision making and the things he does, whether it be terrible things or not so terrible things or the things that happen to him. If you feel like they're happening to you and it justifies the way he reacts to things, it's, it really plays a game with you as a viewer. And because of that, it's a super immersive experience watching it. And season two just fucking goes to crazy extremes. And then it introduces some new characters, one of which Victoria Pedretti, any Haunting of Hill House fans out there. Oh, my God. She just kills it as uh, Love Quinn, the new uh, center of Joe's attention. And the whole production switches to Los Angeles, which is that is awesome. All right. And Los Angeles very much becomes another character in the story. You'll see things that you are very familiar with if you live in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm kind of happy to hear that because one of my big things, I I enjoyed the show, but I would get so mad at it going like, okay, you do not work at a bookstore and have that apartment in in Manhattan. (laughs) No way. (laughs) 
anyway, so things like that in LA, and it's still a far fetch even in LA. But but uh, hopefully, He's got family money. Yeah, yeah, there maybe. you go. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, and then Lauren had her dream come true of having Elizabeth Lale. Yeah, Guinevere back. Guinevere back from season one. Come in for <gasps> Countdown, which is another amazing horror film yes. that came out in 2019. Oh, it's so great. It's a feature length debut of award winning writer director Justin Deck about a killer phone app, practical effects by KNB, and awesome creature design. It's also got some hilarious moments. I was just, I was starstruck. I mean, <laughs> wow. I was just like, one of your becks in my house. Like, this is fucking crazy. That's awesome. And then, like, he hadn't seen it. So I was just like, I, I'm just impressed because you've had Megan Fox here and Danny Elfman. <laughs> but one of your Quinn came. <laughs> I know, I know. To each his no, own. No, no. I was no, it's equally true. as excited for those two guests. But yeah, I was very excited. I was geeking out. Yeah, oh, that's were, awesome. But out. I played it cool. Of course, we watched Creep Show, which was. Yes. I mean, so good. And I'm so glad to see it come back for, for more seasons. Greg Nicotero, he's a genius. And we can't wait to one day hopefully get him in here because he'd be great. And I want to geek out about uh, prop collecting with him. Oh, he's, yeah. I mean, he's made half person. the shit that yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. That'd be so fun. Moving into 2020, guys. Oh, good stuff. We'll open man. it up and see good stuff. what are people looking forward to seeing in 2020. Good stuff coming out. Just in a few days, we've got The Grudge. That's right. Oh, true. Yeah, that's With right. Lynn Shea yeah, and yeah. Uh, John Cho, right? Yeah, directed by Nicholas Pesh. Who, yeah. Have you seen, you guys uh, seen any of his stuff? Piercing? I have piercing. Not, no. I loved Piercing. That was on my honorable mentions yeah. this year. So loved good. It. And he did another one, The Eyes of My Mother. Oh, I, yeah, Eyes of My Mother. Yeah, that yeah, was great too. That was, yeah. Also insane. So this is, I think literally this is his third feature film, if I'm not mistaken. Is it The Grudge? Yeah, yeah taking God. a stab at The Grudge universe. We have a uh, Quiet Place 2 coming out. What's his name? Director, actor who... Um, Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. Krasinski. Krasinski right now. We also have what? Uh, well, The Color Out of Space. We, we just Yeah, the official release. That yep. was amazing. Can't wait for everybody to see that. Conjuring three, the devil oh, made yeah. me do it. That's on Woo-hoo. my yeah. That's yeah, my... man, we Michael Shavs. Yeah. Michael Shavs would be directing yeah, the guy who yeah. did uh, the Chris of La Llorona. Halloween Kills. That'll, that'll be, October. be interesting. Yeah, totally. We casted some interesting. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hall playing uh, oh, Tommy. So right? excited. Yeah, about yeah. That. Should be. They, they brought back uh, what's her name? Who plays uh, <laughs> Lindsay? Oh, Lindsay, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the Real young, Housewives. Real Housewives, right? Did James uh, Wan have a new movie. Is it Malignant? Malignant? Is that coming out in 2020? Malignant is coming out this year too. Yes, exactly. Yes. You did a set visit, didn't you? I might. <laughs> might have perhaps played a small part in the film. Ooh. Mike Bendis is acting in 2020. <laughs> that is true. Yes, uh, yes. Hopefully, it it won't get cut out. That would be amazing. So, we'll I'm going to scream we'll so loud when I see you on screen. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Really hoping it doesn't meet the editing room floor. We'll, we'll see what happens. Now, is Malignant supposed to, it's not associated to the Conjuring universe. No. It's a separate no. and thing. What's, what's funny is I know nothing about it. He won't tell me a thing. I got to read the page and that's uh, it. of my dialogue, and that is it. <laughs> that's uh, fun. So, wow. Yeah, so I'm very excited to see what he's come up with. I know it's very gory. I know it's super bloody, uh, but that's it. Yes. That's all I, I know. So I'm excited for the stand. Oh, yeah, the show that's supposed to be coming out, and I think is Lock and Key. Is that? Yeah, that's that's that coming uh, out. That's, that's right. That's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. I don't know if it's coming out this year. We got the shooting, the the sequel to Haunting of Hill House. Yes, yeah, Bly Manor, Bly yeah. Manor, Bly Manor. It'll, it'll be on October. Perfect. And also yeah. his his other TV project, Midnight Mass. Oh, Midnight Mass. Yeah, you guys oh, yeah. know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you guys see Hush? 
So it's the book that she's writing. Oh, yeah, it's wow. actually tied right. to that oh, universe. Cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That new show that Alex Garland is doing, that's on, gosh, I just saw the advertise. I want to say FX, but I don't think that's right. Who did Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. great the, movie. That, Annihilation, yeah. I saw that. Tra- I was like, what is this show about? It, and it just says coming soon. Yeah, There's I'm no in, date. It's, it's him. I'm totally in. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, mm, yep, I'll be seeing that for yeah. sure. And then, yeah, Adam Robitel's sequel to Escape Room Escape should be coming too. out. Chris Landon's new movie that just finish shooting oh guys it's oh my goodness i know a lot about it and i can't talk about it because i'm friends with the chris wrote it with michael kennedy who i'm friends with oh that's awesome and it's like vince vaughn is in it and Catherine newton and Oh my god, it's so cool! I cannot wait. Oh, I think it comes. Man. I think it comes out next year. But um, is it is it like a it's a horror movie? Yeah, with yeah. Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. Chris like, Landon, Happy anymore. Death Day. I can't say any more about it. Wow, but it is great. And if they That's get the awesome. title they're trying to get, it'll be even more magical. Oh wow, <laughs> I am stoked. So really excited about that. And then isn't. Oh no, I don't know if that's not coming out. That's the from a Buick Eight. I saw someone's mm. remaking that, or, oh, or wow. is, is making it, oh. is adapting it. I can't remember, and it's someone big that's doing it. And I'm, but I don't think it's coming out next year. I just saw an announcement about it. So probably working on it next year. What else? I feel like there's more things. I'm excited for the Invisible Man. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. movie. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm so that's excited. A great for trailer. That. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. And uh, then there's that interesting like Fantasy Island. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Very I don't know. Is it, uh, that comes out soon. Does it have anything to do with the Fantasy Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. the show. It's just it's a, a horror show. version. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a horror version. Horror version. Yeah, for sure. And it's the writers who wrote Truth or Dare. I heard there was no tattoo character though, and I hope that's not true. Because because I'm like. Can it be Fantasy Island that, without that? that, that the There's got to be character. some nod to him. Right? I'm sure there, yeah, I'm I, sure hope so. I hope so. That's right, Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe this is the year that we find out if Flanagan actually does get the keys to the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Because yeah. I know that's been pitched out there. And he does have an interesting idea, so oh, that cool. would be fun to see. That'd be yeah. really fun to see. I mean, I'd like to see him do it, of yeah. course. You know, so. I think he'd be able to pull it out. The Babysitter. They're doing a sequel to The Babysitter, which is McG's, oh, yeah. that McG movie oh, that without, he did. Without Samara Weaving, right? Without Samara Weaving, but apparently it's uh, Emily Allen Lind who played um, Snakebite, Snake, yeah. Snakebite oh. Amy in yeah, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. That would be interesting. Jenna Ortega from U Season 2 also stars and yep. is, is going to be in The Babysitter 2 and Bella Thorne returns. I'm not sure who's playing The Babysitter this time. Interesting. I'm wondering if it's hmm. Emily Allen Lind. I mean, she killed it in Dr. Sleep, so yeah. that would be fun. But I love the first Babysitter. They fucking knock my socks off. <laughs> and again, one of those films is very much in the tone of Satanic Panic yes. and Jennifer's yeah. Yeah. Body. I'm looking forward to Gretel and Hansel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oz Perkins. Uh, yeah. Right. That should be out, I think it's by the end of January. I swear, man. Uh, Black Oat's Daughter, you guys saw that? Yes. Yeah. yes. That's like in my top five of all time. Wow. And that's oh what, that, was, that was his first movie, I think, right? Maybe? Yeah, first or second. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, I think it was his first movie. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie so much. So wow. the fact that he's doing this, I can't wait. Did you guys see We Summon the Darkness? Has anyone seen no. that one yet? Is that no. with Alexandra Daddario? Yeah, is she in it? And it's the guy um, who did uh, My Friend Dahmer. Oh, cool. That director yeah. who I love. It was shooting at the same time Satanic Panic was shooting, I think. And I know it's been... it. it was it Beyond Fe- Oh, no, Screamfest. It premiered at Screamfest. And Mark Myers, I think, is the director. And I'm a, I am was a huge fan of My Friend Dahmer. But I've heard good things about it. I was wondering if anyone had seen it. I missed No, I, missed I wasn't even sure if it was if it's accessible, you know, in the streaming market or anything I yet. But. I don't think it is yet. But that's what I'm looking forward to, the formal, when it formally comes out. Interesting. Oh. By, just by title alone, it sounds 
demonic. Yeah. And I want to see Eat Brains Love, Rodman uh, Flanders' new movie. That, yeah. that also was, I think that was opening, opening night, night yeah. at Screen Fest. I missed that screening too, but oh. I've been wanting to, to see October that too. October gets busy, you know. It's yeah. crazy. It's too much. There's yeah. too much going on. Yeah. And then The Turning, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. The There's Antibellum. so many. The A24, I've been seeing some crazy trailers of stuff they're working on right now, too. Yeah, Antebellum. Is that the one with Janelle Monae? Yes. 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 Yeah, that yeah. one looks crazy. There's so many. There's and so many. And then you were saying Terrifier 2 is coming Yes, out? Terrifier oh. 2. Yes, The Return of Art the Clown. Did you see Terrifier, the, the first one? <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed to say no, I have it. I have it on DVD. Oh, dude, never, you will never. love it. You should watch it tonight. <laughs> Did you see it, Chelsea? Terrifier? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. That's insane. And then you it's crazy. Watch Ready or not, too. Yeah, there you go. Double feature. Yeah, <laughs> yes, totally. I think that one takes priority for me. <laughs> awesome. And then, yeah, the return of WB Horror Made here. Hopefully, in the return of Delusions. Yay! The trip back to the horror world, apparently. Yes. I enjoyed their sci fi trip. That was fun. But yeah, that yes. would be nice if they do something horror. Did you go to the thing they did this year? They did, did kind of a scaled down version of the sci-fi. I did one. Had, I, I did go this year where, but it was a time jumping thing. Yeah. Where, where yeah. you had a blue blade and yeah, you would time jump or whatever. But I, that was like in February, I forget, or March yeah. or something that I went. Yeah. Did you do cages this year? I did. I did. How that was one. that? Was that horror? It's not exactly horror, but it's cool as far as like, as far as um, something I've never seen before, as far as being like a movie, a play and an immersive theater all oh, at the same time. I'm going to that. I'm going Are to that you? in January. Oh, yes. it's great. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. It's pretty cool. I, I definitely recommend it. It's definitely a fun Ooh, night. Okay. Also a great night to have drinks and enjoy that because mm-hmm. that, that will help that no, too. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's really neat um, because a lot, it's like three different screens and they have actors in there and then they have actors that are projected and they all interact and it's hard to tell what's a projection and what's real. And it's it's, re- it's really different. You know, it's it's a rock opera, uh, but it but it, it generally kind of works. It's, it's, it's not bad. Well, well, one thing I wanted to ask you guys about, too, before we can close up one event that I know Lauren and I haven't had a chance to go to. I don't know if, Leo, you've been to or not. But this year was the beginning of those R rated horror. Speaking of yes. sure, Absolutely. Yeah. Which I haven't yes. checked out. Have you guys checked it out? Oh, yeah. Many. What's it like to any horror fans who have not, who, you know, local to L.A. or who can travel here? It's cool. It's like a clubhouse for for horror folks. It's, yeah. it's great you know it's just uh you know I, I just remember like the first time i ever walked in and i this is one of those moments you can't replicate like jonah ray from mystery science theater was the dj <laughs> and, and he was nice. playing the the song from from dust till dawn that yeah and i walk in and i see this giant bat creature and then gram skipper's wife is a you know a trapeze artist and she's upside down pouring champagne and i'm seeing these creatures creatures walking around and it's just like this party and it's like this is great yeah it's basically like if a horror bar existed in yeah, LA yeah. that's totally. it and it's yeah you, we, you have to walk through like the, I went to the very first one and you have to walk through all these costumes and it, it, it's really strange it's like a costume rental house yeah. part of it is and you walk through all these costumes and there are people like scaring you that they jump out at you and then you get into the main room and there's all these chairs set up and I was there a little bit earlier and they were screening Joe Bob Joe, but like a yeah. marathon happened to be happening and that was on the screen. And then you go into the room where Dram where Jordan is like, she's an aerialist. So she's hanging and pouring drinks in people's mouths. And there's a horror bar with themed drinks and there was food and an art show. And then there was a little room 
Um, I think we called it like the sex room or something, but it is not. It's not that. It's just a room that was. I didn't go at that time. <laughs> they're showing like VHS tapes on a little TV, and it, there's couches and pillows and all this stuff on the floor. Gotcha. And it's very dark, and it's like a very much quieter section of the of the place. But I had a blast. I highly recommend it. I think it's only like ten bucks or something yeah, to it's go. Great. Yeah, and nice. it's it's such a cool event. A, a, a shout out to the two people who put it on: uh, Graham Skipper and his partner uh, Justin Meyer. And, and Justin yeah. Justin's an awesome, amazing guy. He used to uh, design the um, the haunted hayride uh, <gasps> back in the day when it was you know kind of when it began and yeah, when it was kind right, of going. Right. He did that, and he also is the guy behind the the uh, House of Spirits speakeasy. Oh, okay. Uh, so so I, I love That's his awesome. events, and he also has this. Um, Thing called the kaleidoscope experience that's kind of like a stoner playland on on uh april 20th uh you know on 420 yeah, yeah. yeah. uh Ooh. he's got like a, a big thing that's this alice in wonderland themed thing it's like i love his events they're just always really cool so our rated speakeasy is definitely re- very very cool so, well yeah, you can definitely not say that we don't live in a horror renaissance period because all this stuff coming out and these events happening it's insane it's a good time we're very <laughs> it's the best thing in the world yeah. we're so spoiled in la right yeah. oh, very yeah. spoiled and i'm I'm here for it. I love being a horror <laughs> fan in LA. It's yeah. great. Yeah. You know what I want to come back so bad is the Universal Igor Awards. No kidding. I look forward oh, yeah. to that every fun. year. And once it went away, I'm just so sad. I feel like Halloween isn't Halloween without it. it. That was kind of the kickoff. This is going to start. Yeah. Everything yeah. sits. Yeah. Like well, the thing is, there was an open bar, you see. And, and <laughs> without <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, there was yeah, food. Yeah. And, and Corey and, Feldman. And Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah. and sometimes like Rob Zombie and stuff. But, but more importantly, an open bar right before you go out to the, the horror mazes. Right. Yeah. And and they've taken this away, you know, as they cut back and yeah. go, no, no, we need, we're just going to have a red carpet with YouTubers. <laughs> screw you, screw you old people that make movies. Uh, nobody cares about that. Just, just the red carpet and they've taken this away from us. So now we have to buy our drinks and go... <laughs> And go to the the haunted maze. Uh, so. Well, did they level the theater? They had that nice theater where they did it. Did I think they, they destroy did, it? but that wasn't the reason. It was really just kind of financially right. cutting back. Right, 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 we right, want right. influencers, you know, on sure. bigger, bigger influencers. We don't care about Corey Feldman, you know, or whatever. So, I know, right? He was in Goonies. God damn it! Uh, anyway, and so they, they've taken that away, and that's uh, it's not the same. Halloween no, is not the same. It is not. Bunch of bullshit. So what? What do you guys got, Mike Mendez and Chelsea Stardust, in the works for 2020 that you are able to talk about or yeah. hint towards? That's a good question. I have a lot of things in the works. Uh, nothing I can really talk about until like paperwork is signed. Right. Okay. <laughs> but there's some short form things in the works a la like tv-ish stuff Mm. and also i have a bunch of features in all different you know you have to have like a lot of eggs a lot of baskets because you just don't know like what's going to actually happen and what maybe will happen but i'm attached to a slew of things that i'm really excited about some things are in casting some things are in like writer meetings some things are in rewrite stages so all horror I'm really excited about all of it. I can't wait to see what 2020 brings. But I do have stuff starting in January. So if you Woo-hoo. are following me on social media, you'll sort of see hints nice. hints of it. But I'm very excited about what's to come. 
Amazing. <laughs> For reasons I don't understand, people keep hiring me as an actor. Yes. <laughs> I, I have never gone to an audition. I have never tried to do this, but for whatever reason, it happened. So, uh, so I'm also helping uh, a friend, uh, Ron Carlson, who did a movie called Dead Ant uh, this past year. I'm uh, co-starring. It's, oh my god! Wow. Yeah, nice. it's really weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think I'm a pay, play a cameraman, so I think most of the time I'll be off screen. I think right. Right. So, but but that's where it's. That's what I'm starting the year off with. Nice. Uh, and then I uh, finished helping another friend, Jeffrey Reddick. Uh, oh, yes. Edited his uh, film Good Samaritan, so that should be coming out oh, and cool. hopefully hitting the the I'm festival so circuit. He uh, created the Final Destination series. Yes. So yes. I'm very excited for that. A couple stuff I'm writing that let's see if it if it gets made this year. We'll we'll see. So fingers crossed. But very anxious. Anxious to get behind the camera again, as much as I enjoy acting yes. uh, and editing and all the other stuff I do. But uh, I, I'm hoping hoping to direct something soon. So we'll see. That's yes. so funny, guys. That seals the deal in 2019, huh? Cool. Great year, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys. Well, Mike and Chelsea and Lauren and Leo and from us here at the Boo Crew, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy yeah, New Year. Happy New Year. Have happy a great Boo 2020. Year. <laughs> all right. That was the Boo Crew podcast episode number 93. The final for 2019, folks. Special thanks to our guests, Chelsea Stardust and Mike Mendez. Follow Chelsea Stardust at Instagram at Chelsea Stardust and on Twitter at Stardust Chelsea. Ah, see what you did there? It reversed the name. Oh, did I? No, I'm just saying that's what she did. <laughs> Your handle was Stardust Chelsea and Chelsea Stardust. Ah. Uh. It's a good it's technique. Like fucking late. <laughs> Can't do math. It's not math. <laughs> exactly. You got bigger problems. Yeah, exactly. It's 1.38 Okay, okay. And, and, and then uh, Madman Mike Mendez. And Madman Mike Mendez on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. You listening to this right now. You know what? Thank you so much for being a part of this adventure with us. Thank you for your reviews, your likes, your reposts. Anybody that sent us a DM or shared us or told your grandma about us, we so appreciate it. You guys are so awesome and we love you guys. And yeah, you know who you are. It means so much to us. It keeps us doing what we're doing, knowing that you're on the other side. Hey, I just take if, if anyone else is hearing these besides the three of us. That makes me feel good enough. (laughs) Production music for this episode provided by Powerman 5000. Till next time, it's the Boo Crew saying, Happy Boo Year! Hi, I'm Danny Elfman from the band Oingo Boingo with a message for all you crazy kids. Have a real good holiday season and a real good New Year's, but if you're partying down and you had too much to drink or even anything to drink, don't drive. Call a friend, call a neighbor, call a relative, call your folks. Nothing else works. Call a cab. Better to surprise your parents with a taxi bill than a funeral bill. Get the message? Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation part of the bloody disgusting podcast network bye